and welcome to episode 4 of the Famous Art Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my high school life and how the band, the prog rock band Genesis influenced my art and life. As an 80s kid, I often listened to pop music, R&B. I attended to high school for the creative and performing arts. In short, Kappa. C-A-P-A. Kappa for short. I studied there between the years of 1984 to 1987. My freshman year at Kappa was located in Broad and Spruce Street. That was the original location where the first Philadelphia High School for Creative and Performing Arts was actually housed until they moved two times. <clears throat> Philadelphia College of Art was also located in that building. It was, they annexed the same building Kappa was in. In the lobby, there was an art, you know, there was an art gallery, which was really good for this impressionable young 14-year-old kid, me, to actually be exposed to. There were a lot of visiting artists and lecturers that went there that year. I, I had a little glimpse of what was to come as a professional at a young age, which was amazing. I had no idea what I was exposed to. That building, that location in 1984 was crucial for me to actually be this person that I am today. There's a lot of, there was even an art supply store, which was awesome for the visual artists and the, and the art teachers at the time. 1985 was also important. This was during the time that I was in Kappa. That year, the movie White Nights came out. And there's a soundtrack. Um, remember the USA and the USSR and the Soviet Union were at the height of the Cold War. Fear of nuclear war was everywhere. It was an intimate reality for many. A duet song that accompanied that movie, White Nights, called Separate Lives by Phil Collins and Marilyn Martin changed my whole perspective of music and life. My 16-year-old self became obsessed with Collins' voice, buying all of his solo cassettes, tapes, music, wherever it was. I was searching the radio just to hear his voice, anything by him, I mean anything by him, and also recorded it. I used to record off the radio up to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like a little DJ. I was making these mixed tapes back in the day. But I tell you, Phil Collins' voice really propelled my fandom to become a Genesis fan. While in school, there was a few classmates of mine noticed that I was listening to a lot of Phil Collins. His solo album just came out. Well, he had two that just came out. Um... One of the uh, students, I don't remember their name, or their names, rather, they told me to listen to Genesis. That's what Phil Collins was actually the lead singer at the time was. And okay, I then did this research of my own. I, I bought Genesis CDs, um, <clears throat> not CDs, Genesis cassette tapes at the time, because the CDs back then were pretty expensive. The cassette tapes are obviously not. But anyway, that started my path to become a true Genesis fan because after I bought most of the Genesis CDs, well, I can't say CDs, um, cassette tapes, sorry folks, cassette tapes, 
so then, so, then another student came around and turned me on. Oh, did you know um, about the older Genesis? I'm like, what's that? And they told me about Peter Gabriel. He was the front-headed man. And I was introduced to the album Foxtrot, which also changed my whole perspective of music um, within the Genesis universe. And I tell you, I was blown away by Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel's talent in that band. And it also inspired me in my personal life. You know, I'm a 16-year-old kid meeting girls, falling in love, all that good stuff. You know, back in the day when you used to do that thing. And, you know, the Genesis songs actually helped me through some some pivotal moments with some women that I was trying to date or whatever at the time. But I was such a nerd. I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I did like some women, and I did call them. I did go out with a few, but not many. But um, when, I, when I had my heart broken, I would just listen to, um, for instance, a song called Misunderstanding off of uh, Genesis' 1983 album, which was untitled with a bunch of domino things or whatever on the cover. But I tell you that, that and it also impacted my creative life as an artist. I, I, I was like so compelled. I said, I have, I have to learn how to express myself so evenly and cleverly as that prog rock band did. Now let's talk about Kappa. Um, Kappa is a unique high school. My art teachers were Miss Bridges, Mr. Cohen, Mr. Corey, Mr. Sumter, and Miss Coonan. Funny, those teachers fought to get me and my brother in their classrooms. <laughs> Reason why they fought for us is that each time they enter our artwork in some kind of contest, we'd win. Much, you know, we'd win a lot. Both me and my brother did that in 1985 and 86 and beyond. And um, we, one time, in 1985, we won first place for two different grade levels, 10 and 11, uh, leading us to a television interview on Channel 10 for the Jewish Holocaust contest, per se. Uh, I tell you, the, that was really good. In my YouTube channel, I have a segment that I re-edited from that 1985 interview of me and my brother. Um, winning that particular prize. If you're so kind to go to my YouTube channel, I would encourage you to just watch it. It's only about it, about a minute, no more than two minutes. It's less than two minutes. Now let's focus on Genesis. Let's talk about this one particular song that captivates my imagination. It's called Supper's Ready. Over 20-minute masterpiece. I've listened to this countless times. I mean, too many times I, I can't count. I, I just love every aspect of that song. Each time it sounds better and better, even till this day. It's a plethora of stories with a progressive medieval sound that rips time and space. In 1987, I bought that. I, you know, I bought an electric car, guitar because of that song. Because I say, ah, oh, let me try to play an instrument at this point. I was this kid. I remember spending, I, I think, maybe $130. I mean, it was for a basic guitar. And I, as I did the work, I also taught, I tried to teach myself how to actually play that thing. I went to school, which was great because there were a ton of musicians there, and I would ask questions and questions. 
and I also learned about the tuning fork. I learned how to tune the guitar, but what I didn't understand about the guitar is like the guitars have to be tuned to certain, um, you know, certain notes or whatever. I don't know. I'm totally oblivious to that. I don't know anything about that stuff. But anyway, um, <clears throat> that's a fantasy that I have. I I even I love drums. I when I found out Phil. Collins played drums for Genesis. I was just went nuts. I'm like, wow, this guy can sing and he also can play drums just as well. So I actually went to a friend of mine's at the time in in Kappa and went to his house and I played the drums. But unfortunately, I I don't have an ear. He taught me the basic hi hat, bass, snare. It's very basic. A four 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 four. Very basic beat. It's like the core of drumming, but for some reason I couldn't get that right. I was just a mess. I know if I really practice, I can actually do it. But right now, I'm my energy is just all over the place with recording, with painting. But but anyway, I, I tell you that song, "Supper's Ready," what Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins, Mike Rutherford, Tony Banks, and that that group and and Steve Hackett my god they they literally literally change the face of music what they did at that time i don't think any other bands were doing that it's like okay the who was doing something great with quadrophenia as any rocker knows but the, the Who and Supper's Ready are like neck and neck because those are rock operas. They were, done, they were doing a lot of rock operas in that time, in the 70s and the 60s. And, but the best ones to my ears were those two. But, but Genesis Supper's Ready was, was like, was, till this day, is, I, is ear candy for me. And I watched all the videos. I saw many footages that were live i heard a lot of live footage i have a lot of cd bootlegs that i amassed in the last five years that i was able to get fortunately because the stuff that i bought on ebay you can't find anymore and i'm like yay i know you can find every really look but um as a as a genesis fan it, it's a treasure and, and and that's something that i hold dearly um in my heart and it's I'm 53 years old now. It is real in my head knowing that I not have the talent to play. I, I tell you, I don't have the talent to play. But I, I gotta I gotta say that Genesis is a tremendous influence to me even now. That 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 young guy in Kappa me still at this age is still impressed by their music and, and how they convey their stories. It, it inspires me to do this even. I remember in 1986, I was in the lunchroom in Kappa and one of my musician friends came up to me. Uh, he's a lead singer of a band and he says, listen to this. And he, he put the headphones on my, I popped pop the cassette and it turned out to be Ozzy Osbourne's um, tribute album to Randy Rhodes. And there was a song, the very first song that I listened to called I Don't Know. And I, it was the first time I was listening to 
Randy Rhodes music ever, and it just blew me away. I'm like, what in the God's, what in God's name was this? This guy was a dynamo on that guitar. I, I was just like, wow. I have listened to a lot of music, even the Beatles at the time, but that type of music was out of this world. And ever since, even now, Randy Rhodes has been an incredible influence to me as an artist. He he had he had a talent that was unmatched. I mean, they say he copied off of Eddie Van Halen, but I gotta tell you, he had his own sound. It's a shame that his life was cut short. Um, he died at the age of 25 in a plane accident. Um, it was just a terrible story. You're gonna have to look that one up. I, that's another story in itself. But but I gotta tell you, I I really love music. Music is an incredible influence. There's music that I don't like, like folk, bluegrass. Well, it depends. If it's done right and the story is conveyed right, maybe I maybe I can actually listen to that. But that's not my cup of tea. Um, I mean, I tell you, uh, it's just like his playing inspired me to the point where I did a painting of Randy Rhodes just playing the guitar. I have it somewhere in my uh, in my uh, basement somewhere. I have to take that out and frame it. it. It's a watercolor painting I used to do back in 1987. But I gotta tell you, and I even did an ink drawing of that guy and Jimi Hendrix. I mean, they, they, this guy was just such a force of music. Uh, this, this, for me, is the very fuel that pumps my creative mind even now it's like i'm a lot mellower right now i'm a little bit more confident about stuff but i'm still that insecure 15 year old kid still i am still that guy that 15 year old kid that's not sure of what he is capable of i like to keep it that way because i i don't want to become arrogant and become the best thing that's cup and tea in the world no i want the thing to be genuine work like these great artists that i've talked about because you you, you have a lot of talent out there but after a while they they become you know saturated and overplayed and they, they become a thing there, there are bands out there which i really respect and love like the cure the cure is a perfect example of a progressive band that is even good till this day also, the Pesh Mode is another alternative band that is really good till today because there's a lot of changes and progression to their lyrics and their journey and their human experience. Even Jimi Hendrix back in the day was amazing, although he died of a drug overdose at the age of 27. But the heck with that. What he put out was just amazing. He changed music forever. You know, these innovators are a part of our creative health. I'm going to say creative health to a sense where when we listen to the music that is in our ears, outside of our ears, in our spaces, where we concentrate and produce these images, it, it, the sound from the ambiance in the air that, that, that propels from wall to wall, um, ceiling to floor, ear to ear, when you're painting or drawing, is is the actual energy that we feed off of and our like in our electricity to make these marks brush strokes sculpture whatever you're doing 
to make sense of it. It is the core of inspiration. Everybody has a different way of doing this stuff. But this is my explanation as an artist on how I'm affected by music, by music then, music now. I remember as a child, this is me in Philadelphia, 1980s, 80s kid. Uh, one time, I remember one time living in North Philly in that block, one summer day, a neighbor started playing loud 1980s rock music, pop music, you know, whatever. And there's a lot of a lot, a lot of the kids just looked at me in in awe and saying like, "Do you really like that?" And I looked at them and said, "Yeah, I do. You really like that white boy music?" I said, "Yeah, I do like this music. I don't care what you think. I really like that music." But I was ridiculed for liking, you know, the 1980s pop music like Thompson Twins or whatever was playing at that time. I just remember liking the music. And but I lived in a predominantly Latino neighborhood where most of the music was salsa, um, Dominican music, Puerto Rican music, Latin music, uh, whatever the planners played at the time. I was listening to that as well. I, I don't have a problem listening to my music from my roots, but when I go outside of the box, I, I, I tend to get um, you know challenged with that even as a child. But I, I don't care. It's like right now, at 53 years old, I'm already establishing what I like to listen to. Who cares? But anyway, uh, that story stuck with me. It's like listening to these kids, my peers at that time as a kid. You like white boy music? I was like, what were they talking about? I just, I even told them. I said, I like what I like. I didn't, I, I you know, I told them to their faces, and they just, you know. You know, they they just don't, these kids at that time was just like, oh, you're corny, you're whatever. I didn't care. I was like, whatever. I like what I liked at that time. But I tell you, even then as a kid, not knowing what I was listening to, my ears were tuned to this. Maybe when I was being born or being taken care of by a caretaker in the hospital, they were probably playing Genesis for all I know. And, and I just took a took a liking to it later on in my early teens as i said earlier but i, I gotta tell you um music is a strong influence in life for anyone out here to conclude the message is kappa and genesis that's the title of this particular program it's a little insight on my musical inspirations although i'm not a musician but i am a visual artist a videographer now a podcaster, the um, same thing. Only thing is that I'm editing with sound instead of with visuals. It's funny. Um, let's talk a little bit about that before I conclude. At the age of 14, I started taking pictures, and I've been taking pictures ever since. I even learned how to take a picture with an analog camera, learned all the types of films. Now they're just cards with different settings on on the actual DSLRs. But that that's another story in itself. But I do love the expression of this medium because I get to communicate with a lot of people that don't know me. And thank you for listening to this particular episode because it's really important because I am a huge, huge Genesis fan. And I'm also a Kappa alumni. I'm also an alumni from the creative end of it from college i'm an alumni from the pennsylvania academy of the fine arts which is called pafa p-a-p-p 
P-A-F-A, P-A-F-A, PAFA. And I also have a master's degree from PAFA, P-A-F-A. You know, I, I didn't get an associate's degree. I just went straight to the master's degree. But wow, that's a story by itself. Listen, everyone. Thank you, amigos. Thank you for um, hearing me out for this long. And until the next episode, have a wonderful day. Love you much. Adios, amigos. One day I'll do a show in Spanish. Maybe I'll speak it right. But listen, until the until episode five. Adios, my good friends. Bye bye. <laughs>